I want to do kind of a supplement to last week. We talked about the blood of faithfulness, the blood that Jesus shed in the garden, and how it affects our lives. And I, I, I thought I would do a supplement, really, of how to apply that because it's so important. If you have your Bible, just look at 2 Timothy, the second chapter, in the 13th verse. It says, if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Can you read that with me? If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Say it one more time. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Now, it's important for you to understand that that scripture has a, 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 a deep uh, revelation. There's the, the, what's on the surface is really awesome. That, hey, even when we're unfaithful, he remains faithful. That's just an awesome thought. But the concept is this. He's going to change your unfaithfulness with his faithfulness. In other words, he's not going to be unfaithful to you because you were unfaithful to him. He is going to change your unfaithfulness with his faithfulness. How? He's just going to keep being faithful. Right? And if you looked at it in a marriage, and uh, Evan talked about a couple weeks ago where uh, God had the prophet marry uh, Gomer. Every time I hear that, I think Gomer Pyle. <laughs> Gomer and and then he he said this is God said this is how I feel and Gomer of course was a prostitute and uh, he said this is how I feel I'm married to an unfaithful woman I love her with all my heart but she just can't help being unfaithful and you know the story they start having children and they tried to build a home and she tried to do right but uh, but at, over, over time she began to um, drift and she went out drinking and whatever she did and she ended up back in the world of prostitution and the sex trade again and to the point that she was reduced to um, uh, back on the block being sold and of course God tells the prophet you go in by her and when you see Gomer now she's older and beat up and used and abused and disrespected as a result of her own unfaithfulness and they start bidding on her and the prophet outbids everybody and he says I want her and he buys her back uh, from her unfaithfulness even as a bride and he takes her home and she says okay I'll be your slave now he said you're not going to call me master you're going to call me husband and you know it changed her it is a picture that God refuses to be unfaithful to you even when you're unfaithful to him because his goal is for his faithfulness to remove your unfaithfulness and of course when we when we understand faithfulness as more than a word we understand faithfulness as the secret to success in life think about it with me a moment success in your relationship with God it's faithfulness when people are not faithful to God they're in their life, when they're not being disciplined, they, they are failing in their relationship with God. They have a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, a lot of regret. But instead of being a ministry, they're just constantly going through the cycle of unfaithfulness, and they're not succeeding. They're, they have a relationship with God, but they're just always feeling like a failure. And they don't feel like they can pray for the sick or raise the dead, all that stuff that Jesus said, because they feel like I haven't been doing right. Maybe if I did right for two weeks, I could actually start doing something for God. But because they can't stay faithful three or four days, 
then they, they stumble. And, but, but that's a kind of a thing that we know, all of us, about our relationship with God because we get a guilty conscience when we, you know, just haven't been doing right. Right? We don't want to go out and be a hypocrite and say, let me tell you how to live when you haven't been living right. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Right? But it's the same thing with business. If you're not faithful to your business, you're going to fail in your business. You ever been to a restaurant? You went there at 12 and it was closed? Your favorite restaurant? You're like Jesus cursing that fig tree. No one will ever eat from you again. Because you're like, if they don't show up every single day at lunchtime, I ain't going. They need to understand the first secret in business is keep those doors open. Am I right? A businessman on the front, am I right? If you're closed when people expect you to be open, it's not good. They're only going to do it a couple of times. How many of you get upset at Chick-fil-A? On Sunday, you're like, I'm going to Chick-fil-A and it's closed. You're like, hey. And they're like, we're doing it for God. You're like, yes, but what about us? <laughs> it's true about school. You don't do your homework. You miss class. You're going to fail in school. It's true about football. You don't come to practice. You don't learn to place. You don't work hard. You're unfaithful to practice. You only show up every now and then. What happens is you're going to fail in football. If, you, if you're faithful, the very first step in being successful at football is showing up. How many want your football players showing up for practice? I do. I want the Saints showing up today. Come on, somebody. I want them to show up this evening because I want them to be faithful. I don't want them smoking cigarettes. <laughs> I want them to work a deal. I want them to be faithful. But I don't always want to be faithful myself. Come on, somebody. But I want the people that I'm counting on to be faithful. Like every man wants his wife to be faithful. But do you want to be faithful to your wife? Because the secret to success in marriage is faithfulness. It's the fundamental thing. It's the fundamental promise. I'll be faithful. When you're not faithful, then you're ruining your marriage. Because it sounds like a kind of boring word, faithful, but in fact, it's the glue that brings you to success. It causes you to stick to something when you feel like quitting. It causes you to finish it. Faithful means to remain full of the faith you started with. Not just keep showing up, but you remain full of that faith. You're in this thing with all your heart to the last minute, to the last moment, to the last breath. You're going to be faithful. So if you want to be faithful, excuse me, if you want to be successful in this life, God has to get his faithfulness inside of you. There are men that are very faithful to their business, but not to their family. So we need to be faithful in the most important things when we leave this world, we'll find out that this was just a dressing room for eternity. And that we have to remember faithfulness is priorities. What is first? What is most important? Are video games or sports or bitty basketball? Is that the most important thing? What do we teach our children? We have to teach them faithfulness to God is the most important thing because if you put God first, everything else is going to be blessed. Look, if you miss some of those things, you're not too good at this or that, that won't ruin you. But if you'll be permanently ruined if you miss the idea of conquering the unfaithfulness in your life toward God and toward everything else. What did Jesus say? What does it profit a man if he, if he gains the whole world because he was faithful in his business and faithful in his uh, investments and faithful in his finances? What, was it, what did it profit him if he gained the whole world and lost his own soul for eternity? How dumb was that? You got to learn that, look, thank God. Look at somebody and say, you're not dead yet. So it's not too late. You have to start being 
faithful in the things that are most important in your life. So when we see Jesus in the garden, the first time he shed blood, it was the blood of faithfulness. And what did it sound like? Not what I want, but what you want. Adam in the garden said, not what you want, but what I want. Faithfulness is a decision, a difficult decision. It's a quality decision. Show up, don't show up for a job three or four days. Find out how faithfulness, unfaithfulness is going to do to you. you. You're going to be looking for a job. But you don't realize it's the very same way in your spiritual life. You got to make a choice. You got to make a difficult choice. This morning, I don't feel like anything. We're going to, to, to you get to work and grab a cup of coffee. And, and something says, you know what? You should sit down and get in the Word this morning so that you can be effective for God. You need to pray for a few minutes. And you're like, I don't have time. You don't have time not to put God first. You think you do, but you don't. Because your life without God is a, a, is a small percentage of what your life could be with God. Jesus said, I came, the enemy came to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I came to give you life, and I came to give it to you more abundantly. In other words, the enemy wants to use unfaithfulness to steal the quality of your life. God wants to use faithfulness to bring you into a quality life. You know, when you go to the health club, you can see who's faithful, who ain't. Come on, somebody. You already know. You don't just look who, look, look at the treadmill. Come on. Help preach with me now. Some of you say, I've never been to the health club. That might be a good idea to go ahead and get it moving. But when you go there, you see the person, you see that woman that's only been there two times this month. She's about to die. And she, she's on there five minutes and then she's, she's going to get a, you know, something to drink or eat. Because her faithfulness, has, unfaithfulness has gotten the best of her. Now she's trying to be faithful and, and she's done gotten used to her unfaithfulness. And uh, she's trying to break out, but she had, she's going to have to make some huge quality decisions over a long period of time. Or that thing's going to get the best of her physical health for the rest of her life. It's true. And it's true. I don't think any area of your life is always true. You're only successful to the things that you're faithful to. God wants to get his faithfulness in us. Adam's unfaithfulness is part of our nature. It's easy to do wrong and hard to do right. A good habit's hard to start and easy to break. A bad habit, easy to start and hard to break. That's the nature of Adam inside of you. God is saying, if I could just get my faithfulness inside of you. Someone says, try as hard as I can. Listen. You can try as hard as you want. you got to have a nature change. Something has to, you can't just have willpower change you. You have to have a change of nature that says, I'm becoming like Christ. Christ is in me. Christ is a disciple. Christ is faithful. He has a name written on him that he is faithful and true. That's what he is and that's what's inside of me. I'm not an excuse making, uh, you know, compromising failure I'm like Jesus I'm a warrior I'm a conqueror Jesus lives inside of me and nothing can conquer me the best side of you is the faithful side of you when you do the right thing you put your shoulders back and you say that's who I am when you're doing the right thing you know that's who you were born to be but when you make compromises and you give into your tendencies and your weaknesses and to that old nature it shames you you say, well, I shouldn't be ashamed. You shouldn't be ashamed. There's no condemnation. Those are in Christ Jesus. You know why you shouldn't be ashamed? Because today's another day. And God's mercies are new for you today. You can get up and conquer. You can get up and overcome. You can get up and be the person God called you to be. Greater is he that's inside of you than he that's in the world. It's true. 
I wanted you to get excited about faithfulness because it sounds boring, but it's awesome. Everybody in this room, in your marriage, your relationship with God, in your business, in your family, in, in every part of your life that's important, all of you want to succeed. If you want to succeed, wave your hand. See, what you're faithful in, you're succeeding in. The things that you are faithful to, those are the things you're succeeding in. What you're not faithful to, those are the things you're failing in. It's just that simple. That's just that simple. Fruitfulness in your life is the product of faithfulness. Fruitfulness, say it with me. Fruitfulness is the product of faithfulness. How many of you know you don't just plant a, a tomato seed out there and tomorrow try to get a, a crop of tomatoes? You got to be faithful. The nut showing up. You didn't, you know, you've been on that diet for three days. You still didn't lose weight. In fact, you gained a pound. Y'all not even laughing. That was funny, but you didn't even laugh. All right. <laughs> That's all right. You know, you got to plant that seed in there. And you got to say, every day you look, nothing's happening. But you just keep watering, keep the weeds out. Pretty soon there's a little little green thing. You say, doggone, doesn't look like I'm getting much. I keep, look, I keep hoping and believing nothing's happening. Pretty soon there's a little green plant. You say, well, it's a green plant. There's still no tomatoes. But eventually, if you understand how it works, that faithfulness produces fruitfulness, then you begin to understand, wait a second. If I'll just be patient, if I'll just be faithful, if I'll just stay with it, if I'll just keep doing it eventually i'm gonna have tomatoes to give away i'm gonna have tomatoes from my kids i'm gonna just be tomatoes everywhere right come on say it with me say fruitfulness comes from faithfulness here's what it looks like faithful 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 Faithful, faithful, ha. faithful, 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 faithful. Uh, somebody encourage me. Faithful, 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 faithful. Jesus from his brow that he sweat because it's not an easy thing to change from unfaithful to faithful but God can do it he does it with his perseverance and he does it with getting his nature in you today we're going to have communion but I want to teach you two important words for your life because you can know some truth but you have to apply that truth the Bible gives us two important things Old Testament the Bible said that they applied the blood over their house that they killed the perfect lamb at the Passover and they took the blood and they applied it on the doorpost and the lentils and they said, my house is covered by the blood. How many want your house covered by the blood? Right? 
How many want all your kids to be faithful and successful? How many want your husband and wife or wife to be successful in, in the marriage and in business? And how many of you know that the secret is God's faithfulness? It's not, a, it's not another miracle, another miracle, another miracle. It's how about being faithful and faithful and faithful and get that miracle? How about you learn how to live it and stop saying, throw me something, mister. And start saying, you know what, I'm going to live this thing. I don't care what, I'm going to get God's nature in me. So in, commun- in, in the Old Testament, they took the blood, the blood and they applied it. And we said last week that the hyssop meant a confession. So in other words, if you're going to have victory, you're going to have to learn how to confess the blood. I'm going to teach you how to do that in a few minutes. But before you can confess it over your family, you've got to receive it inside of you. You won't even think to do it. If you're all goofing up, you're like, man, I hope they do good because I ain't doing good. You got to get your own thing right. And when you start having some faithfulness in your life, guess what? You'll begin to say, you know what? I want to see that in my kids. I want to see that in my family. I want to see that. When we think of a household, think of it as everybody that you influence, everybody that's under your influence. And begin to pray. You begin to apply that protection. How many of the blood of Jesus is a protection? In the Passover, they, they applied that because the angel of death was coming through. And when that angel saw that blood, they passed over. How many want the enemy passing over your kids, passing over your marriage, passing over your business? I don't want that destroyer of unfaithfulness on my life. Therefore, I'm going to apply the blood. I can't change people, but I'm going to put the blood, I'm going to put them under the protection. What got inside of me now is on mine. Are you with me? The second important concept is to receive, because we we just were talking about it. Receiving. Jesus in the New Testament, in John 6, Jesus said, you have to drink my life. He said, if you don't drink my blood, you don't have any life in you. That word in the Greek is zoe. It means God life. The idea is this, that when you drink the blood of Jesus, you receive the life of Jesus. He said, if you don't drink it, you ain't going to have life in you. That's a, that's a strong statement by Jesus. How many want to drink it? Well, you got to understand that these are spiritual things. It's not just a cup of juice. It's not religious. It has to do with the blood of Jesus has to touch your blood. you got a bigger problem than not getting up for work. you got something in you that's trying to make you a failure. you got something operate in you that's stronger than you are. And you're not going to be able, they say a tiger can't change his stripes. You're not going to be able to change your nature. You can force yourself for a while to try to do the right thing, but you'll fall right back in the same deal until God gets some Jesus inside of you. His blood, not the blood of unfaithful Adam, but the blood of faithful Jesus has to get inside of you and has to begin to absorb. Let me give you these three words. Say absorb, cancel, replace. Replace. 